Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, getting excited. And I don't know if it's a new hat, but I've never seen this blue moon hat before. I like the color scheme of it. The light blue yeah. with the dark blue on top. It's kind of it's kind of sharp. So I think I may have bought this um, when I toured the Coors. I think Coors owns Blue Moon, right? I have to figure out which which giant beer conglomerate owns which smaller beer company. But I think I got this uh, when we went on the tour in Golden, Colorado, which was Miller. fun. Miller does okay. Then it, then that's not accurate at all. Miller, oh, Miller Coors, Coors is, not, is actually the same. Yeah, it's, it's one thing. Heard. It's one thing now though, <laughs> because uh, we had just had our first child, and my wife had one of those baby Bjorn things with the baby in the front. And she legitimately wore that on a on a brewery tour with a like a three month old. It was pretty funny. So at one point, she spilt a little beer on the top of a baby's head when during the sampling room. And I just I bring that up still. I'm like, oh yeah, well you're a bad parent too. So that that little girl turned eleven. It's been a long time. So this hat is quite old. I love this hat. Um, I'm excited to go back to Colorado sometime. Because it's in the mountains. Speaking of the mountains, Buenos Aires back again with uh, people. I'm sure you're making up now. Like you could be just messing with every. Like you're gonna get you're gonna get some uh, DMs. Like you're making people up at this point. It's been like fun again. Things. The the They're men's the men's tournament has been unique, uh, a little unpredictable. There's been some high levels matches. We're getting to the end of that as well, too. But yeah, back to Buenos Aires. We'll start there because we got some. We're gonna have to stretch our legs a little on football today, so we'll get to some of these uh, some of these other sports right away off the bat. <laughs> yeah, I think you're gonna like both of these teams, and one of them already won for us. Paul Ormachea cashed for us yesterday as a plus one seventy five dog. I guess I should have played some two zero. She looked really good yesterday. Comes back this afternoon. Goes up against um, let's see, Natalia Kostich Stevanovich, um, who I've honestly never really heard of before this before. This morning, I remember reading Stevanovic because it's close to Stoyanovic and it's confused me before. But going back and looking at her level of tennis, seems like a perfectly fine player, but nowhere near the level of Ormachea, especially the way she's been playing. Again, we're now riding an eight, a nine match win streak. We're on clay where she really does her best work. And, you know, Stevanovic, a nice young player again, but I think just getting into this tournament, making it this far is probably even better than the result she was hoping for. I'm looking at a line of minus 260 on Ormachea. I had this closer to minus 350. Happy to put it together with Pana. Yes, Pana Udvardi. Two ends in Pana. Maybe it's Pana. I don't know. Anyway, Miss Udvardi again, another very strong clay player. This number has moved just a touch. I was able to get her um, minus 155 as part of this parlay. She's up to minus 165. I had her at close to minus 200 in the minus 190s there. So, you know, anything minus 175 or better looks fine with me. Again, should be a very strong favorite. Thought about playing the game spread, but her opponent, Emma Navarro, has been one to maybe push people a little bit. Um, Udvardi hasn't looked as sharp as maybe I'd like this week. Um Again, a little bit of an edge if you want to play that minus two and a half instead of the money line. I had that closer to three, almost three and a half. But again, that money line, minus 175 or better, looks like a really nice spot. Put it together with Ormache, we get plus 125. Again, as long as that's plus 115, plus 110 or better, you're getting a pretty nice number on two solid favorites. And get that in ASAP. Um, Udvardi starts shortly after we finish the show. And then Ormache is next up after that. Again, tough timing this week for tennis. Pretty much everything wraps up by early afternoon. 
Yeah, <clears throat> weird timing with everything. Um, if you follow me on on BetSports, where I put all my basketball, you'll know that I bet a game that started already. I don't, I don't even think this is some weird tournament. This is just Furman and Penn State are playing right now. The game has started. I have some Paladins. So does everybody else on the internet, apparently. Um, even I assume that's H- the Furman Paladins because it's not the H- Paladins. No, HJ even he pro- proclaimed it mushed. Even we were worried Uh-oh. about it being mushed. I don't think it's mushed. I think they'll be okay. I bet them plus two and a half, little on the money line as well. Um, but yeah, that's it's been odd. We've had that, and then Dan has alerted me to there's more early action. There's 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 a game tomorrow that starts like five in the morning. Let's do it. Dublin, that's way too early for me, but that maybe it's good. It's good prep for World good. Cup. It's it's good. Yeah, it's good prep for uh, the World Cup. Which the World I saw Cup's the not guy be on that early. Is no, it? it's going to be on all kinds of weird times. Well, it's usually so, like, three blocks of time. I thought the earliest was. I thought we got afternoon soccer. Maybe I made missed this up. I th- I think it's going to be like early morning, like late at night, early morning kind of stuff. I we'll don't just know. watch maybe World it... Cup soccer during the show. There's a 2 p.m. window? What? Oh, that's not bad. I love that. And I did see the guy back to, before we even get to hoops, and I shouldn't have a tangent in a show that's packed so full <laughs> as today's, but I saw the guy on Twitter, and maybe you saw him too. He did the thing with like, oh, he got one beer from every country that was in the World Cup. I'm like, oh, that's cool, but I can't do that now. So I don't know. I got to think of something fun. Maybe I'm a, what do you get? Maybe they I, don't make beer in Qatar. Yeah. I don't know if it was just Saudi Arabia. Was the Saudi Arabian beer spark sparkling water? Like you're right, Andy. We do have some earlier times. There's actually going to be World Cup soccer on during the show, so enjoy a distracted brown bag bets for the for the next couple weeks. Sorry, if if I'm so look at this. Where my face is right now. This is me if I'm staring at the monitor above my main monitor. So if I'm doing this, I'm watching soccer, or even the eyes like this. So you'll know. But yeah, regard. I don't know. Maybe should I cook like a, everyone has a dish? That would be good. Like there's some good countries because you got. Well, you know what? You know what fucking sucks about that? If I cook the dish from each of these countries, stupid Italy. Like Italy has eighty good dishes. They're not in it. They miss the world. I'm going to cook Italian anyway. Who cares? You know what? I'll do thirty three meals. You don't know what Qatari's food is anyway. So do Italian food and Ecuadorian food on Sunday. It's probably pretty good. I like Middle Eastern food. If I was feeling a little better, I would uh, probably do some. You know what to do with a steaming cone of meat. Yeah, they really, really do. So, all right, basketball. Gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm going to dunk it. We're at the Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach Invitational at the HTC (laughs) Center here in Conway, South Carolina, where eight teams will meet today in the quarterfinals for the Myrtle Beach Championship. So they do these preseason tournaments, and there's a bunch of these. Uh, So you're going to have a bunch of neutral site games. And obviously UMass popped up on my sheet. I went back and changed the inputs, saying, what if it were on a neutral, though? And said, nah, I still play it. So that's an even stronger edge. This is one of my stronger edges of the day. UMass plus five and a half against a, a pretty tough team, honestly. This is a this is a Colorado team that just beat Tennessee. So I don't know if, if you guys are buying into a letdown spot. I'm not really a letdown spot guy. I think Colorado's a fine team, and that's a really nice win for them. But um, 
I don't know. UMass is going to have the best player on the court in Isaiah Canty. I'm not even sure if I say his name right, but he's a guy who's played for 10 different teams. I think he even started his career in the SEC down in Georgia. I know he's transferred a couple times, as everybody does, but very good big man, very good center, um, huge offensive ranking, and I think, honestly, they might even have a better coach too. So plus five and a half for me on the Minutemen which was a good punk rock band. And then Sam Houston State University, my good friend, uh, Dwayne. Anyway, you know Dwayne. Is it Dwayne or Dwayne? uh, I think either. It's like Caribbean, Caribbean. Mm. You know, like, I think think it's just like what part of the country you're from. You can say which either either way. Uh, Either way, they're taking on the undefeated Utah Utes. The Utes, as they said in um, My Cousin Vinny, have beaten the tar out of three really, really bad teams. Like LIU Brooklyn is bottom five probably in the country. They beat them by 40. That's life. They beat Cal State Bakersfield by a bunch. That's a bottom 30 team. Uh, the, The competition has gotten a little tougher. They only won by 22 against Idaho State, all three at home. This is another home game, but... A much, much, much tougher test. Sam Houston State is a team that could slide into the top 100. I have them in the top 100 right now of my personal rankings. I think Ken Palm and Torvik are a little lower on them. Uh, but, yeah, the dogs might be barking today. Sam Houston, plus 10. can hear it. I like them. I like them quite a bit. I could dig it. Again, my dog is very excited for these dogs. So that's what we'll do. We'll just keep piling on. We got our dog yesterday. Houston Rockets outright. Yes, love that. Didn't even need yeah, those that, points. We got some. Uh, we got some. The, everything just kind of worked out well in that one. So, see, okay, uh, sometimes it's a good thing. <laughs> and speaking of teams on a hot streak, we spent way too much time talking about this team scoring a buck fifty. And now you've you've come you've come over to the side. You've come to our side. Spread a stare and be happy. It's, it's a good really tough to do this. I don't know if I've ever bet the Sacramento Kings minus seven. I don't know if I've – I bet the minus four, minus three earlier this year, and I think that might have been the first time I've ever bet them as a favorite. But they're playing some really, really good basketball. They host a San Antonio Spurs team tonight that is actively not trying to win games. You know, the Utah Jazz, they're still not tanking yet, but the Spurs have sort of figured it out. They've really settled into a nice pattern of just kind of losing these games, double digits or better. Um, the Sacramento Kings, again, it's – just kind of mind-blowing to me that they're a seven-point favorite, but I had this closer to nine. I really could make a case for this being double digits if you start to tweak a few things and you know we see maybe a few injuries go our way. Sometimes the Spurs will kind of rest guys and stuff, but a little bit of a rest advantage for the Kings. Again, the Spurs, it's a three and four for them. Um, you look at kind of a shorter time period. It's one of the tough things you know when you're handicapping any sport to look at the whole season, the last couple of weeks. How do I adjust? But as you start to shorten up time frames, this just looks better and better for Sacramento. San Antonio did have a decent start to the season, but really hasn't played well since they got past that first initial five, six, seven games when they were a winning basketball team. And again, just really like this spot for the Kings tonight. So what the heck? Kings minus seven. Let's do it. How could that possibly be a bad idea? And another thing that has generally been a struggle for me, we're going to bet a Nets total here, Andy. Um, The Brooklyn Nets, Portland Trailblazers, two of the better under teams so far this year in the NBA. I think the teams are still, I'm sorry, that the market and betters are still looking at the Nets 
as if they are a little more of a high-powered offensive team. Um, the Blazers really not pushing pace much, um, especially when they don't have Yusuf Nurkic, who looks like he's questionable tonight. Um, again, just the more I look at this, it's going to be kind of a slow, ugly basketball game. Now, we'll see. Um, the defensive matchups, uh, one of the reasons, you know, that I'm maybe a little bit worried and, and kind of maybe the number is where it is for a particular reason. The defensive matchups are going to be tough for both teams. There's going to be some good shooters out there tonight. Um, you know, Lillard and Simons could certainly put up some big numbers. We know what Kevin Durant can do. And Jeremy Grant will try his best, but Durant has generally done pretty well against him. So maybe we have just kind of a, a shooting anomaly night, which happens sometimes. Again, generally when I bet Nets total, it's <laughs> I was for, say, usually I'm just going bet. for the total – jinx at this point let's just unroll it all um i just i had this number closer honestly to 215 216 when i started again if nurkic is in that'll help the over a little bit but still like this under here 221 would play this at 220 or higher you can tell i'm confident yeah i was gonna say that your voice your voice really gives away that well you know some of the stinkiest bets you make like i didn't want to bet army yesterday but i i just I gave it all. I gave it my all when I talked about it. You know what? Those like you said, when you're handicapping college basketball, you opened your model. It told you yeah. what to do, and not that you know. I, I'm I'm not as stringent to it as maybe you are, but both of these numbers are going to look like I, big I, edges. I, and I started yeah, to break them down. I still like them. So, yeah, I try to dig in a little, but yeah, for the most part, it's like, you know, I, I didn't want to bet army, but you know those sobs they wanted over. They scored like 95 points, and to be fair, they had overtime, so. Um. Anyway, on to tonight. Tonight, tonight. There's only you tonight. Thursday night football. Everybody's talking about Sunday, though. Sunday when we're getting, they're talking seven feet of snow or something ridiculous in Buffalo. Now, that was what my tweet was referencing. The entire better than blizzard. What are they calling yeah, it? Like a, um, the super mega blizzard. Bomb, bomb cyclone. Snow oblivion. Well, snow, snow apocalypse, or snow I mean, they, they use the words like lake effect, and that is what mm. does this. The lake is what causes this. So if they do get six feet, and the the funniest tweets have been people showing the graphic of they might get six feet of snow, and then showing a how high, how tall is Nick Chubb or um, Nick Chubb? Is that his name? Why can't it I think Nick of the running Chubb. back? The Cleveland Browns running back? Yeah. Nick Chubb. I, I had a Berenstein Bears moment there for a second round. Like I'm saying it wrong, but he's not six foot, so he would be beneath the snow. Many, <laughs> many, many players would be underneath the snow. So um, it looks like DraftKings might be the only place that in the legal books that would honor a bet if they did. There's talk of they might not be able to have a game just because the roads wouldn't be clear and there'd be safety issues. Maybe they couldn't get the field cleared, like I said, if it truly was four, five, six feet of snow, which you can get. Yeah, what so do you do move it, they would move it to Detroit is the, the talk, hmm. not the Carrier Dome, like I suggested. So um, most of the offshores are going to cancel. I checked a bunch of them. Chris slash bookmaker is one that will honor it. If it's played on the same day and it's played, you know, it's, it's done on the same, the, the time and the, the opponents, not that, not even the time, if the date is the same, unfortunately, I believe they took down the, Oh, the, to they do have the total up there. It is ticking up at Chris, which is funny because yeah, I don't try to get out of their unders. I, I think, yeah, I think maybe, well, if you have an under 47 
and they move it to Detroit, you're not feeling nearly as good about Josh Allen indoors. Uh, so. That total what is fifty if it's in Detroit? Fifty one? Yeah, I, ma- I made the I made the comment yesterday to Drew. I'm like, you know, if if it snows a shitload on Saturday and they clear the field and it's just there's some flurries and a little bit of wind. That too, right? I might I might hit the over anyway. It's just like it's a it's a Buffalo Bills game. It shouldn't be under 45. So yeah, Chris does have the total back up. It's 42 and a half. And they would honor this if it were played in Detroit, so long as it were played, I believe, on the same day. But we'll spin back. We'll get we'll touch on that more as we maybe have some more information tomorrow. We'll talk about the Titans and the Packers. Check your books. Pull up the yeah. rules. Again, every book is different. As much good advice as we can give you, look it up and, and check it out. Because if you do have a bunch of CLV on that under, I'd probably be tucking some of that away right now. Because, again, like you said, if they play the game there, there's not going to be the, uh, the situation that we're expecting where they move it. And, again, now we're indoors on the Detroit field. Like, again, that opens up 50-something, right? Yeah. It's yeah, like 48 and a half, 49 at a minimum. It might, it might even be a little higher than that. Buffalo, Buffalo might get trucked on uh, on defense right now. The way that, uh, especially the Bills coming off a loss, like you can say that's narrative and bullshit. But man, coming off a loss, coming in angry. So, um, speaking of coming in off a loss, neither of these teams are, I believe. No, Tennessee, Tennessee did lose to the to the, uh, the Chiefs two weeks ago, but they were able to take care of Denver. Yeah, and some people's found a 41-47 middle. Um, there's some support for Green Bay in the market here. It's been bet up to three and a half. Yeah, what's I up with that? Up, so I ended up, and I talked about this in depth if you want the longer version. I talked about it on the deep dive. But I did take the over here, and I hate taking it over on a short week. You know, less time to prepare. But it's not like either team has to come up with a fancy game plan here. Tennessee's secondaries beat the shit. Christian Watson looks like he kind of gets it. You have two running backs that have been with the squad for long enough. Like just do whoever's healthy, throw them out there, run the same game plan that worked in the second half against Dallas. Tennessee's defense has injuries along all three fronts, all three levels, excuse me. I think you're going to be just fine. And then if you're Tennessee, Green Bay's run defense is bottom 10. Run the ball with Derrick Henry, get him 30 totes. You also have Ryan Tannehill back at practice again. Yes, Tannehill is another week of practicing. And, yes, they only put up 17 last week. That was against a a one-of-one defense. That's your top defense in the league. And they got to win by outscoring the other team. I think Tennessee's good for 24, maybe 30. Can you get a win without outscoring the other team? Um, With your offense. Like you can, it could be all defensive there. touchdowns, but um, yeah, Tannehill off another week of practice. He's a big, big step. I don't even like him as a football player, but he's a big step up against uh, above Malik Willis. So I like this over forty-one. And who gets the who gets the party started for my? Uh, you know what? Hopefully, hopefully it's just a long bomb. Sammy Watkins right off the bat. Remember when he That's used to do that? No. A funky uh, matchup again. You look at the names at the top. Derrick Henry is four to one. I, I might actually Andy do some like same game parlays. Give me Derrick Henry first touchdown and then two plus touchdowns. Just put the two together to try to mitigate some risk and stuff. You know, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, they're very low. Your main um, Packers wide receivers, Alan Lazard and Christian Watson, but a particular Packers wide receivers number has slid out too far for me because Randall Cobb's going to play tonight. 
Randall Cobb is back after having had just one practice in the last couple of days. He's going to be in the game and for some reason um, is pretty well priced in this market. And I'm looking at 12 to 1, 15 to 1 for Randall Cobb. And we get Sammy Watkins here, who over the last four weeks, um, the second on the Green Bay Packers in terms of red zone targets, um, has done really well getting the ball when they get again down to the red zone close to the goal line where that's really all I'm worried about you know when they're in the middle of the field it's a lot of Alan Lazard we've seen what Christian Watson can do but a lot of those are big plays so um when they get down there give me Sammy Watkins any number 20 or better there's a 25 out there I like quite a bit Ryan Tannehill's back everyone forgets I think how mobile he can be um he generally scores a handful of rushing touchdowns each year and has a first touchdown or two don't believe we have one yet this year but honestly just kind of a system play I'm going to play Ryan Tannehill anytime he is 20 to one or better there's a 28 out there go ahead and grab that um Austin Hooper the tight end for the Tennessee Titans again most likely we're going to be looking at a Derrick Henry uh, rushing touchdown. But if we don't, we see some of the play action, a lot of the, the packages that Tannehill has done well, and the Titans have done well with in terms of the red zone. One of these two tight ends, Austin Hooper or Jeff Swaim, my favorite player, Jeff Swaim. Honestly, I should probably get a jersey. He scores like two, maybe three first touchdowns pretty much every single year. He had two last year, has two already this year. 49 to 1 for him, 30 to 1 for Austin Hooper. Again, probably looking at Derrick Henry and I'll roll my eyes. Hopefully, he'll get the two touchdowns and I'll win that goofy little bit. But I love these numbers for both of these tight ends. Great chance we see them. And that's how you attack the Packers. You know, again, like you mentioned, the Tennessee. Defense going to give up a lot of points to wide receivers tonight, but the Packers defense generally gets beat up a little bit by tight ends. So I like that. And then again, Aaron Rodgers, um, he might not get one this year, honestly. Something uh, just seems maybe a little bit off for him, but we'll see. Very mobile every year, kind of rolls out, generally runs one in, and at 40 to 1, I'm just going to keep playing him. So give me the quarterbacks, the Titans tight ends, and Mr. Sammy Watkins. Just a five-pack tonight. Just five, and I might just place – if Swaim hits, I'll buy a jersey. You know what? I'll say it right here. If Swaim hits, I'll I hate jerseys too. Swaim jerseys. Even... I'll buy I'll buy a Swaim jersey and I'll buy a Swaim jersey for someone else. And we are gonna officially call the first touchdown score the Jeff Swaim bet. The Jeff Swaim Memorial. Oh, that sounds bad like he died. It does sound like uh, he died. I hope he lives through the game. Like thoughts and prayers to Jeff Swaim. I want him to be all right. The Jeff Swaim. We'll come up with the name. I'm not very good at naming awards. The Jeff, yeah, a lot of them are like, you know, this, the, you know, the Larry O'Brien Memorial or whatever. They just call it Larry O'Brien. Just put his name on it. You don't have to put like the depressing I did. I did. We'll call it the Swaming. The the Swamining. I don't know. We've got a lot of times to workshop this. I'm not worried at all. So, all right, with that, please hit the thumbs up on the way out. I don't have anything for the SMU Tulane football game. Maybe. Maybe the college football show this afternoon will uh, touch on that. I imagine they will. I'd imagine they will. Check it out. It's on the same same channel, same YouTube channel. Rate, review, subscribe, heart, thumbs up, retweet, and join the party in the live chat every day if you can. We love you guys, and we'll catch you tomorrow for a Freeform Friday. <laughs>